This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey Cage. And I'm Gunner Chad Lale. Folks, this is the one that a whole lot of you have been waiting for this episode. The tweet heard around the world. We're discussing something that uh, happened in June of 2020 and something that Chad has never publicly uh, talked about. Um, so it's going to be a good time and we're just going to we're just going to roll and let this thing go. But before we get into it, we want to let everybody know. Saturday, February 12th, All-Star Championship Wrestling returns to McDonald, Tennessee. Uh, the bell time is 7 p.m. It's 1.30 McDonald School Road in McDonald, Tennessee. Uh, also, we have hats, toboggans, and more Wrestling for the Faith and Gunner merchandise coming, so be sure to reach out to us and get information on that. If you feel led to... Uh, to donate or give to the work that we're doing here with wrestling for the faith. You can do so on Venmo at wrestling for the faith and also on cash app, the dollar sign wrestling for the faith and me and you are going to take a trip to Milner, Georgia on Saturday, March 19th. And we are going to take on our old pal Nikita Koloff's dirty old nephews, the Koloff dynasty. Man, I cannot wait. That's a big one for us. March 19th, that's right when I'm getting back into the role of things. That's going to be a great show. Not only is this at Rock Springs Church there in Milner, Georgia. Um, I know tickets apparently uh, from talking to Marty, who's the promoter there, are, are going insanely fast. And also, we'll touch on the fact, uh, since it's part of that show that we're hoping to be, uh, I know Marty has asked for us to to pray in regards to, after hearing last week's episode with Jason Justice, you know, a yeah. good, good friend of mine, and his testimony has touched a lot, a lot of people, man. So he's wanting to do some kind of like, uh, I guess, live testimony night where we all just kind of, talk and, and share our stories. And so we're going to pray on that. And if the Lord opens up the door for that to happen, let's let it roll. But man, I'm looking forward to taking on some dirty, dirty Russians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that. old dogs. Yeah. yeah so that, that is Hope Championship Wrestling. Be sure to uh, check them out on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter. You can look up Hope Championship Wrestling, look up Wrestle Church, also Unashamed Events on Facebook, and you can get tickets there. So that's one that you definitely do not want to miss at Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia, March 19th. That's right. Let's remember our brothers, Death and Defiance, also. as they've been, they've been so cool with us. I know they're going to be working on dropping some Gunner merchandise, dropping some Wrestling for the Faith merchandise on the website um, starting around the end of February. So thank you for, for those guys. We'll put out their Twitter handle, IG handle, and all that stuff. But good Christian company spreading the gospel. I'm all about that. Amen. All right, man. Well, let's jump into it here. So, Let's roll, man. June 1st, 2020, at that time, Jackson mm-hmm. Riker WWE, yep. now CWL underscore Gunner, tweets, thankful for the POTUS we have. God bless America, built on freedom, forgotten no more. Do you want to set the stage and, and, and give everybody uh, a brief history lesson? What, what day was this? What was going on? 
And what in the world is wrong with that tweet? Well, uh, yeah, June 1st, 2020, and it says 7.52 p.m. I just moved into my new house uh, here in Mooresville, North Carolina. And, you know, we've all got our own views on who's anytime there's a president, there's a leader. That's what makes America great. Mm -hmm. That's why I served four years in the Marine Corps so I could, you know, tweet about my approval for a certain president. Um, you know, I wasn't one of those who would, was trying to, to, to bash anybody else. I was simply putting out my support for a president that I thought was doing a good job for this country. Gas prices were down. Uh, unemployment was down. Jobs were up. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, just so much going on. The, the economy was flourishing. You, you can do the studies and look at it, man. And that was just my tweet. Um, to basically show my support, which the funny thing is, is prior to that, Lord, I mean, even I was looking uh, through some history of things. I mean, I would tweet or Instagram certain things about Donald Trump, but for some reason that day, and I believe you touched on it before we started some things that were going on in the, in more in America at the time, I had tweeted my support for him before. So uh, to me, there was nothing wrong with that tweet. There was no, uh, you know, racial undertone. There was no jabs. There was nothing but me saying, God bless America and thankful for the president of the United States that we had at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I served four years in the Marine Corps from 02 to 06. Does that give me a right to be an idiot on, on social media and go out and say stupid stuff? Absolutely not. But does it give me a right to support a president that I voted for? I, I do believe it was. And, it, and it, look, we've never talked about it. First time right here, people getting a chance to hear about it. I'm excited to kind of let it out. Um, but I could see if there was something wrong with that tweet. Uh, but in my eyes, I said nothing wrong. And um, so that's where I stand on it, man. But you can kind of touch base. I think we talked about it at the time. There was just some riots going on. It was when he was walking across the street. I guess that church had been burnt down. Uh, touch on a little bit of that. Yeah. So, so it was that day or the day before. I, I can't remember exactly, but... But uh, these rioters had burned down a church. And so uh, President Trump, he carries a Bible and he's going through the streets and he, he's going over to this church. I, I want to say this because I know my views have not been out there as much as yours. So um, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of people don't know. I supported Trump as well. Sure. It, it was and, and I, I'll go back in history and I'll tell you this in. Um, 2016, when they were first running, uh, I was looking at him and I was thinking, there's no way. Um, and I was actually looking at maybe supporting Ben Carson or someone of that nature. I wanted someone with good values, someone who stood for America, someone who stood uh, for uh, religious freedom. And yeah. so, but I was looking, you know, Ben Carson, Ted Cruz, some someone like that, but they didn't end up in the race. And mm -hmm. so when I started listening to Donald Trump, I want to say from the get go, I don't truly know the man's heart. I don't know that he is a true born again Christian. Uh, there's stuff that he said, stuff that he did that would be questionable. Uh, so I am not on here saying that. He is the best Christian in the world and that he 
was the, you know, the second coming of Jesus or anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I don't know his heart, but I do know that what he stood for, he stood for what America has always stood for. And sure. he stood for religious freedoms. And that was not just freedom for Christians. That was that was freedom for all religions. You know, he he believed that we should be that we should all have the freedom to worship just as our founding fathers did. And so uh, that was the biggest reason that I supported him. There was so much uh, in the previous administration. There had come so much persecution against true Christians. Yeah. And so it was a relief. I don't care if this man is saved or not, but if he is standing up for what I believe, then yes, I'm going to support him. I do not support everything he said, do not support everything he, he did. Uh, but I, I'm also not one to be completely offended at a little mean tweet here and there. And I'm not overly sensitive. So I'm not going to get my pants on a wall just because there's somebody being mean. And, and tweeting mean things. Um, but anyway, so that day there was a, the rioters, um, BLM, Antifa, whoever it was, um, they had, they'd been burning the whole, the whole city burning and, and they burned down a church. So Trump, and I know people have called it, Oh, he, he thought he had a good photo op. So he would go and, and get Christians behind him and stand in front of this church with a Bible Whatever it was, the man went and stood in front of a church and he proclaimed his belief in religious liberty. And to me, whether he's like I said, whether he's saved or not, the man did what he said he was going to do when he took office. Everything that he said he was going to do to begin with, he did or he really, really, really tried. To accomplish. So that's when this tweet took place. And so you simply said that you support the president and you're thankful for the president that we have. And you just get lambasted. Oh, man. Real quick to piggyback off of what you said because of, you know, the podcast platform that we have. You and I can sit here and probably agree. Like you said, we supported the things that he did there. Sometimes he, I'd hear him speak and I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Exactly. So there's many times I was thinking, okay, this guy is a loose cannon. Uh, <laughs> but if you, like I said, I went through a list of things. You went through a list of things. You can look at the things he did for Israel, you know, the, the Holy Land, the chosen people, his support for those people, his, what he did for, for the lower class african-american community i mean there's so much he did for african-american schools and low-class income families Mm -hmm. Uh, just in general man just the things that he did to help society instead of as you mentioned the prior administration so much in a matter of eight years division Mm -hmm. you know so much division over that so yes okay on to the tweet here we are Mm -hmm. tweet this um I'm watching. I may have been watching. I felt like I was watching SmackDown or so. I don't remember. Not SmackDown. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm sitting on my couch and bro, within a matter of man, I'm I'm gonna fairly say 15 minutes. My phone starts to just blow up. I start to get random phone calls from random numbers. And I'm like, what's going on? And my wife goes, what What's going on with your phone? I mean, literally, it's like 
it was like the end of the world had happened. <laughs> um, within a matter of an hour or so, I'm getting um, death threats. I'm getting cell phone calls. I get, if I can number the amount of voicemails that came over my phone from that time it happened for, for at least a good week, uh, well over a hundred mm. voicemails, people threatening my family, my address within a matter of an hour or so was tweeted out my new address. Mm. People were saying they were going to come burn down my house. People said they were going to, uh, come murder my family. Wow. I, dude, it was the, the most extreme thing I'd ever been through Casey, like to the point of, um, the old Chad in the tw- back in his twenties wanted to come out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, you know, not only that, and, and we'll, we'll touch on this too, of just, um, there was an opportunity for people not, I'm not going to ask for anybody to defend me. Right. What I would say was, was folks that I worked with that I thought were my friends or thought were my companions were quick to turn coat. Um, there were some tweets went out from coworkers, not going to name any names. Don't think it's important, but there was tweets that went out from coworkers um, that fueled the fire that I was like, what in the world? Like you majority of you guys know who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And for you to, you to do this, uh, to make this look like this tweet was some kind of racial hate speech, bigot, whatever you want to call it. That's really what started to bother me. So yeah, man, I mean, my address tweeted out people threatening my family. Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, people calling my phone, like I said, random numbers. So myself, of course, you know, it's 2022 now. It's very easy to access all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just blown away. Like I was sitting there on my couch and my wife, once she found out the tweet, she, even she was like, there was nothing wrong with that tweet. Like what is going on? Um, here I am on WWE SmackDown. We had just got called up uh, with the forgotten sons. Hence the forgotten no more hashed or, you know, whatever line at the end. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> and uh Dude, instantly there was like a stop right on right on the storyline that we were with New Day. Um, you know, there was a, a complete halt on everything for our basically our career there. I mean, for the foreseeable future. So, um, yeah, man, it was one of those things where, and I'll talk about it. In my twenties, I'd have been ready to, and I was mad, dude. I, I you know, I'm a gun owner, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, you know, I, I had them, I had them loaded and ready. Didn't sleep much that night. You know, didn't sleep much for a few days because I was like, dude, is somebody really going to come to my house? Really? Mm-hmm. Somebody going to come knock on my door? I got a cousin that lives up the street that, you know, heard about it instantly. Uh, he would walk by my house throughout the night. Little did I know just to keep an eye on things. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God nobody have come to my house or anything. Uh, nothing stupid coming in my mailbox. But it just blew me away, dude. That Here's a guy who I can see if I'd have got on social media and dropped the N-bomb or started yeah all this racial stuff, but dude, it was basically a tweet saying, and I tweeted it before my, my support for a president. And, uh, it just got, it was like one of those times where the enemy, the devil used that, bro. He used oh, that yeah. to try and to try and, you know, sidetrack me to try and knock me off course. Ain't it, ain't it funny. <clears throat> and I, I hate to really get into this, but I, I just got to say it because the people who are screaming tolerance. Yeah. Who, who are screaming <laughs> that you Christians or you Republicans or you right wingers or whatever, Mm. you are not tolerant of anything. You know, you need to be tolerant. You need to be accepting. And just because of a simple tweet, you saying you you thank God for the president we have all of a sudden you are getting death threats 
and your address tweeted out and sure you're being called a racist. And honestly, uh, for quite a bit, uh, and you could say that it, it never came back to what it should have been. Right. Your career canceled. Oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. Definitely canceled for sure. And then there was, there was certain, uh, quote, 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 unquote, friends who, uh, would text me instead of luckily they text me or called me. And one of them, uh, who, who I respect and still do, you know, worked with him many times. Uh, he told me he was disappointed in me. And I was like, and I called him and I said, well, why are you disappointed in me? I said, this is my views. Not like I said anything wrong. Yeah. And he was just like, I just expected more from you. And I'm like, because of, because I don't, you know, support who you support. You know, that's what you're talking about here, dude. It's like these cancel culture folks. And you see it in Hollywood all the time. Um, you know, certain actors getting canceled because of somebody they support or things they stand for, whether it be anti-abortion or whatever, but the same ones who are screaming, you know, my body, my choice, like, Oh, I can go murder a baby. They're the same ones over here going, Oh, you need to get this vaccine or you need <laughs> to do this. But so what are we doing here? We're just dividing the country, man. And we see that over the past few years. And I'll say this, and, and I've always said this, the problem with uh, that I see with the Trump thing is what happened was not everybody. Now I'll be, I'll try and tread lightly when I say this, the Christians, the American Christians started looking to him as their savior. Uh-huh. So I heard a pastor say this one time, they, we, we've taken the the cross and replaced it with the either American flag or a Trump flag. So mm. he became people's savior. And you see it now when you're riding down the street, people have a F Biden flag flying at their house. You're like, what are we doing right now, man? Like, you know, can we just drop it? I mean, so the thing is I won, won never made Donald Trump my savior. I always, Jesus Christ is my savior. You know what Amen. I mean? So in the end, when, when Biden got elected, um, do, do I agree? Absolutely not. But you know what? I still pray for the man. He's mm-hmm. not my savior. The Lord has a purpose and a reason for all this stuff, dude. Um, but before I get off track, we'll get back to the tweet. I mean, that's the thing is we just, I didn't make him my savior. I think the tweet just got whew, knocked way out of proportion. Then we'll go ahead and dive into this. And you got him, I believe pulled up. They started digging up stuff that happened not only a year prior to that, but bro, five to six years prior to that stuff that I had Facebooked and tweeted. Right. So, <laughs> so they, now, like you said, this is, this is years prior. One uh, is a year prior almost. Uh, and mm. so this is a Facebook post on your personal Facebook page. Sure. Uh, this is not Jackson Riker. This is not Gunner. This is, this is Chad. Okay. Yeah. And you, you said pretty touchy subject, but all this black lives matter garbage baffles me. I challenge anyone of any color or race to go watch 12 Years a Slave, the movie, and realize how good you actually have it. Learn heritage. Christ, Gandhi, Buddha, they all taught love and caring for others. This is getting out of hand. I pray for this nation daily. Mm-hmm. You said that? Yep. Just like when you supported Trump in that tweet, you're, you're a racist. So let me, let me touch on that real Let me touch on it real quick before I forget, but I get sidetracked. So I, yes, what they attacked was the black lives matter garbage. Now you and I can go down a list of things. Uh, if we want to talk for two hours of what that organization stands for, they stand for dismantling fathers. Dis, yes. Dismantling families. You got some things. Yeah. Let, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, if you want me to read it since we're going there, uh, yeah. this was 
a this was from their website when they originally blew up um and how i know that it was originally on their website it's not now and i don't know if it's because uh they were getting exposed by people so they decided to try to hide their beliefs a little more right uh, but this was the original mission statement on the Black Lives Matter website. Um, it says, we are guided by the fact that all Black Lives Matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their context. We make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children we dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private, even as they participate in public justice work. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer-affirming network. We, uh, When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual, unless she, he, or they disclose otherwise. We cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism. We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and learn. We embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagements with one another. So mm. the reason that I know that that is the original Black Lives Matter uh, mission statement that was on their website uh, was because one of my daughters, uh, this thing blew up in school and people were talking about it. And she came home asking me uh, what, what this all was. So I started researching and that was, I, I did not go to uh, sources that were outside the organization. I looked at sources inside the organization because I didn't want to get a right leaning or a left leaning stance yes. on it. I wanted to get exactly what they were about. And that was their original mission statement on their official website. 
Yeah, it's all anti-biblical things that we look at where God made man, God made woman to unite together, uh, to, to man being the head of the house. And you have spoken about this. That doesn't mean we're a forceful, like mean um, presence in the family. We're loving like Christ. We, we love our bride like Christ loves the church, basically. Yeah. And that's if you read all of that, it's all anti-biblical stuff. It's taking the fathers away. It's it's I mean, it's transgender stuff. And look. Guys, as you're listening to this, we are approaching this with love, as we always do any subject. We're not pointing fingers. We're not saying, oh, this and that. What we're saying is this, this is, we're, we're standing on biblical truth when it comes to these things. And these organizations don't. And when I mention, all right, and I'll, I'll sit here and say that that Facebook post could have been worded completely differently, you know, on my behalf. Now, the movie 12 Years a Slave, if you haven't seen it, I believe it was filmed in 2013, an incredible movie about a free black man who was basically um, kidnapped, put into slavery for 12 years, beaten. I mean, just dude, the movie made me cry because look, racism is real. Mm -hmm. It happens this day and time. Um, I mean, it's real. Like we have things that we can do to prevent this. So my meaning behind that was, (laughs) you know, the things that these slaves went through, you can hear some people in, in today's America talking about, Oh, this is Nazi America, or this is slavery. And right. but no, no, we have to open our eyes and realize that that was true. Slavery is there racism. Yeah. There's racism between black, white, white, black, Chinese, who, whatever it's exactly. real, it's legit. And my meaning behind that was that. And, and what I would definitely work differently is my Buddha thing. You know, I don't want to sit here and say, Oh, I believe we should all coexist. No, ultimately Christ is the peacemaker. He right. he is the truth, the life, the way. So I would take Buddha out. I'd take all these other quote unquote religions out. And I would say that Christ stands for loving your brother, uniting with your brothers, whether, you know, uh, no matter what color or anything. Um, so that's really what that Facebook post was about. So I can clear the air on that and, and say that don't believe I said anything wrong. The BLM garbage to me, what they stand for, basically a terrorist group that's garbage to me. It is. And they, they have publicly said we are trained Marxist. Uh, Yes. And and so, you know, people who don't understand what that is, uh, you need to go and read uh, the communist manifesto by Karl Marx. Dude. Yeah. uh, In in summer of 2020, uh, I had a buddy of mine and, and he said, you know what this is? And I said, no, what, what do you mean? He said, everything that they're doing in politics, this whole situation, he said, go read the Communist Manifesto. I was like, okay. So I did. And it is step, it is the, whether people out there listening want to believe it or not, it is the step by step playbook that they used in 2020. Uh, it, it, ta- it was talking about rising up, bringing a revolution, uh, and yeah. taking over. All of this other stuff, it was this was a playbook. Everything that happened, it was a lot of people. They don't they're not going to like it, but it was not an accident. It was a plan that happened. And and, you know, Black Lives Matter was involved in it. Antifa and whoever else. Uh, I'm not going to point fingers and, and say that this political party or that political party was involved because I don't. I don't have anything sitting in front of me that's proof, but I mean, there's plenty of, of rumors out there, uh, but we don't go on rumors, but here's the thing, right? The, the black lives matter deal. Uh, sadly, mm-hmm. sadly, it is not at all 
about black lives. Um, and, and people are going to get mad. Um, I know just by me saying that, but it's not about black lives. It's not about black businesses. Um, here's the thing in a lot of these cities that they were rioting and destroying a lot of those homes and businesses that they were destroying were black owned businesses. Yes. So, and, and they, there were even black people killed by these people. So how can you tell me that it's all about black lives when you're, you're destroying black lives? So I'll I'll say this, I don't mean to cut you off, but I know uh, I want to say Dr. Brown touched on it one time and, and I don't know the numbers and I can look these up and we can tweak this out when it happens, but the BLM movement, um, supports you're talking about black lives here right if you look at the number of the african-american black baby that is aborted aborted per year Mm. it is unbelievable and this group supports abortion they support the murder of unborn children you know what i mean so that there tells you something exactly exactly so you know it's a it's a touchy subject i know but it's something that there's a lot of people blinded, a lot of people that don't understand, a lot of people who have never read this mission statement. They have never heard the truth behind all of this. And it's it, like I said, I went and looked that up the other day. And to my surprise, in 2020, when I first looked it up to explain everything to my daughter, that's what it said. Yeah. And I went back the other day. That's not on their about section. So I'm like, what's going on here? But I I dug a little bit and found that that's the original mission statement. So whether they've changed their beliefs or they are just trying to hide it, whatever, that's what their original plan. uh, That's what their original mission statement was. They number one, you see that they want to get rid of fathers. Yes. And yeah. That is something that this country and this world needs. We need men standing up and being the heads of the home and the spiritual leaders of the home. Amen. You know, uh, they want to disrupt, in their words, disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. So that's mom, dad, children. They they want to do away with that. And, And that's. That's what Black Lives Matter is truly about. It's it's not just about uh, helping uh, black people. So when when sure. when people hear of when people hear you talk about or talk say something against Black Lives Matter, they they automatically oh you're racist. No, yeah. you don't you don't understand what this group is actually about. They are yeah. disguising. They they are manipulating people into believing that they're standing for black lives, but it's really not about that at all. And that's, that's a sad fact. Yeah. And, and when this went out, man, so we'll dig on another uh, post I'd put out in 2016 in a minute, but I got called a racist, a bigot, like uh, dude, just so many different things that blew my mind. First of all, I'll throw this out there. I have a mixed half sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a boy from the age of, man, I guess five till probably seven or eight, literally um, lived in basically an all black neighborhood. Um, Some of my best friends in high school 
blacks. Uh-huh. You know, I have never once been the guy who on social media threw out an N-bomb or say, even say that word. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I work with, um, and I'm, you know, some people's going to hear this and, and it's, they don't even care. They're not, it's not going to matter. But to some who's listening, they're going to, they're going to be like, Oh, like their eyes are going to be open. Right. I, you know, on a weekly basis, get a chance to link up with some uh, teen boys at, at North Carolina boys home who black whites all together. So look, if I was this big, crazy racist, I would part, I wouldn't be any part of that. You know what exactly. I mean? So uh, <laughs> if you will, uh, you, you may have it in front of you touch on the 2016, August of 2016 Instagram post. Maybe it was so yeah. I can dig into this a little more. Yeah. So <laughs> This is an Instagram post, and it says that one time I took a selfie of Soul Man while a guy peeing behind me. Love bodybuilding. One of the most rewarding things I've ever done as well as wrestling. And this picture, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's you just tanned as crazy. (laughs) Tanned as crazy. So that's it. 2016, I did a bodybuilding show. Anybody who does bodybuilding – uh, you get spray tan, like five different coats. You literally look uh, a different color. Yeah. So soul man, I got it right here in front of me. IMDB 1986 was a movie with uh, C Thomas Howe. And it says to achieve his dream of attending Harvard, a pampered teen poses as a young black man to receive a full scholarship. So if you go back and watch this movie, 1986, that is what I'm talking about. Right. It had nothing to do with me. Oh my gosh. Pulling a race card, saying anything stupid. I literally was making a gesture towards this movie that I watched as a young boy. And so the thing, the thing that about this cancel culture, if you look, they will take one little thing you say, and they will go back one year. They'll go back 10 years to find something that they can splice together to make it look like you put all this out together to make it look like you're a racist, to destroy your career, to destroy your family. And that's the thing I've never understood over one tweet, man. I had more people trying to literally uh, destroy my career that I've worked for since I was 19 years old to mm-hmm. achieve this dream as a pro wrestler. And it put a halt. I mean, from the time that tweet went out in June, we were on fire. Uh, the Forgotten Sons. Um, I didn't go back to TV till the end of December of that year. So for six, seven, eight months, I'm sitting at home thinking, am I going to lose my job, dude? Yeah. You know, so and so that's the thing is you, you, you we're bringing up all these tweets that from five, that one's from five years prior, six years prior over a movie. Um, the other one was over basically another movie. I mean, so it's just, dude, it's crazy to think that they can do that. Right. You've been, you've been in the business, what, 21, 22 years, <laughs> 22 years in August. Yeah. Okay. And I've been in, I think I'm close to 20, somewhere in there. Here's the thing. I, I've, I've never heard anybody say that you are a racist. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I had never heard anyone say that you were a racist until you supported Donald Trump. Gosh. Seriously. And, and sure. Here's someone else that I never heard was a racist. I, I never heard anything about Donald Trump being a racist until he became the president. Exactly. Right. In fact, I remember hearing rap songs of, of people <laughs> rapping, talking about wanting to be like Trump and being a billionaire like Trump and all this. Other yeah. stuff. I know of all these these uh, pictures where, you know, Trump and all these rappers and Trump and all these big black celebrities. What, what, 
what changed? Man, that's crazy. That's what I I don't understand. It's just I I want people to think and really not not have a right-wing view or a left-wing view. Yeah. Uh, but but really be honest with yourself and think what what has changed? What 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 happened differently? Uh, well, you see, it's the media, dude. It's the media that's brainwashed people. And you and I've spoken about this, how the media even takes Christian views now and, and uh, takes the Bible as if it's some book of fairy tales or takes the Bible and says, oh, the Bible's preaching hate and racism. And, you know, and it's and it really is like I wish people could just sit someone who has such a disgruntled hate towards me, can we just sit in a room and talk? So for instance, I went and uh, a gentleman I used to see to get my beard trimmed and stuff. Uh, you know, when all this happened, he, he was trimming, trimming my beard. He was a, he's a veteran. And he said, Hey, let me ask you a question. I was like, uh, all right, go ahead. So he brought this tweet up because I had a, a customer coming here and, and I, we were just talking about wrestling and he goes, yeah, I cut Jackson Rector's beard or whatever. And the guy goes, Oh, that guy's a racist. And then the guy who cuts my beard, Eric, he's like, well, what makes you say that? So he brought that up and Eric goes, um, well, look, man, I don't know anything about Twitter. Don't really care. He goes, but I've, I've been seeing this guy for quite some time. I've never thought at one time is he a racist. He is a Christian man who, um, you know, does a lot for the community, blah, blah, blah. You know, not toot my own horn here by any means, but that's the thing is, can we just sit in a room and talk and hash these things out instead of, you know, the media telling me I got to view this way or I got to think this way or so-and-so thinks that way, then they're wrong and they're a racist, they're a bigot. And that's just what it's become, dude. It's, 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 it's ludicrous, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what has our society come to when if you don't have the same views as the mainstream mm-hmm. media, yeah, then you get canceled? Sure. What, what has our society come to when – there's no such thing as forgiveness yeah. here. We can be honest and say, I know for a fact that I can, I've got plenty in my past that I'm not proud of. Sure. I've, I've said things I've done things. Uh, there's been times that I've even been a scumbag, but I, I'm not that person anymore. Right. Right. But, but there's no such thing as forgiveness in our society anymore. Sure. They just, they do what they did with you. You supported Trump and in no way did, were you racist in that tweet? Yeah. But they started digging up other stuff that they could try to twist and start saying that you were a racist and, and all this other stuff. I I just don't understand. I don't understand how people are so blinded by all. Right. Right. It's the uh, darkness, bro. We can look at it as a spiritual aspect, right? Well, you, you and I, I mean, definitely can. Really and talk, yeah, it's it's the spiritual blindness that talks about that. that that's if you know, Paul constantly speaks about this spiritual attack, this blindness, the the you know darkness trying to drive out the light. Uh, but, you know, in the end, we know that's not going to work because I mean, if you go to Revelation to read it, I mean, Jesus comes back and completely wipes this nonsense out, man. But you know, one thing I'll sit and say, Casey, is, is I had family. Um, and, and not out of a mean way or anything like that, had family and friends come up and go, you know, maybe you should just take that tweet down and maybe you should issue an apology or something like that. You know, I had family members and, and I don't, man, I, I get it. They were worried about my family. They were worried about my job and all this stuff. And dude, I stood my ground and, and I want, I want people to know that this podcast is by no means an apology. It's getting it out there. It's letting people know where I stand. 
And in my twenties, dude, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I would have been fighting. Yeah. I mean, legit hunting people down, all these coworkers of mine fist fight. But I chose to, bro, and, and I chose to take that time in June of 2020. And I sat in my office many times in tears, many times in anger. And I just said, God, what are you trying to teach me here? Like God didn't make this happen by any right. means. He didn't bring this on me. The enemy did. Yeah. The enemy tried to derail me because at that time I was seeking God a little more. And and I just felt the Lord tell me. Um, don't go back to your twenties. I want you to seek me and I, and, and I'm going to bring good out of this, that Romans eight twenty eight, bro. You know what I mean? All things work together for the good of those. So, and I did, I just seeked after the Lord. I started diving into more youth stuff, diving into scripture and books and bro, over the past year and a half, it's been the most peaceful thing to take this, that the enemy wanted to use for, for, for bad, the Lord ended up using it for good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, that, that reminds me, my, my pastor was just preaching on this this past Sunday. First uh, Peter chapter two, uh, beginning at verse 21 says, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth who when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, did not threaten, but committed himself to one who judges righteously, who himself yeah. bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. So yeah. that that's what this situation has really made me think of. Um, yeah, you had you had some anger, but you took it to God. You know, sure. Uh, you this is the first time um, that I'm aware of that you have ever talked about this in depth. Ever. Oh uh, yeah. You know you and and even on this episode, you could have named names. You could have run people in the ground. You could have blasted people, but you've not. And so that that shows the character of a Christian. And right. so that's, uh, it, it's just sad to me that people, people can try to cancel or ruin someone's life just because sure. they don't believe exactly like they do. Yeah. you know, man, God took it. And I ended up going back to TV in December of, um, 2020 there, you know, got released, you know, whatever last November, 2021, I had fun, dude. You know what I mean? Like God allowed me to continue to work a little longer, save some money. Um, not only that, but I look at when, when all this started happening, just me seeking God instead of being the mad drunk idiot back in my twenties, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to pull out my gun and shoot people. Um, <laughs> God brought some amazing men in my life, dude. I can name a couple of names, Jason and David Benham. Uh, they have their own show. Dr. Michael Brown. I connected with him. You know, my pastor, Jay Stewart, just so many mighty men of God that came into my life, started wrapping their arms around me, bro. And, you know, basically saying, you don't have to do this alone. We support you. You know, we support what you said. We support what you stand for. We know who you are. You just stand strong. And, and as Paul said, stand firm. You know what I mean? That finishing strong, fighting that good fight and just ultimately protecting my family and seeking after the Lord in this situation. And I hate that the tweet got, you know, 
thrown out there like it did, but that's just the time we live in. We see it now, man. Like, I mean, we could sit here and dig up tweets all throughout the past six months of people putting things out there that, uh, you know, actors getting fired off of TV shows because of their views on once again, anti-abortion or their views on Israel, or it's just that kind of world we live in. And ultimately Jesus, you, you mentioned that second Peter scripture there. And I just think about Jesus hanging on the cross. What did he do? He could have, as he was being spit on, uh, he was beaten severely to, to the point of being unrecognized. Any movie we see, any picture we see doesn't depict apparently what Christ looked like. His face was literally unrecognized, unrecognizable. What did he do though? He said, father, forgive them for, for they know not what they do. And Noah wasn't hanging on a cross or being beaten or, or martyred, but I had to take that same view that John 17 prayer where Jesus is praying for unity. And that first John, I believe chapter four that I love where it talks about God's love, God's love. Right. Yeah. And even to those who hate us, even to those who hate us, just like Jesus did, he said, forgive them for no, not, they know not what they do. He still loved them and so much that he died for us. So all these folks who lashed out at me, bashed me, I just want you to know, I prayed for you because there's going to be some that's listening to this just so they hear what I say and, and hate me. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. But just know that I pray for you. I pray for your, your, you know, your relationship with the Lord. I pray that one day we can meet and you can ask me questions. But that's that's the kind of God we serve. Dude. That's that grace that you know, a Casey in his 20s and a Chad in his 20s who were drunk, you know, uh, ragers and all these other things. Yeah. The grace of the Lord who saved us, bro. My, you know, Jason, we talked to last week, this guy who was a drug addict. And, I mean, so many other things, bro. That's that's the father we serve. The one that said, seek me during all these crazy times when his tweet went out. And I'm, I'm so thankful I did, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Hey, one thing uh, that unless you've got anything, uh, I know that I've, I've seen some people ask, this is just kind of behind the scenes stuff, but what besides just taking you off TV and canceling the forgotten sons push, what was, what was the office reaction? They were, they, you know, they told me to lay low. I, I, um, you know, um, head of talent relations at the time, you know, I would email him weekly. What's going on? What's going on? He would say, just lay low. Don't tweet. Um, they never luckily asked me to take the tweet down or issue an apology. Cause I would have uh, politely said, no, you yeah. know, I, I would, I, I really do stand firm on, on that. Um, but I was just told to lay low. Don't tweet anything. Um, you, you know, it's just, that's the thing that was a little weird because there was, you know, certain talent who can, um, I'll just say it, you know, who could go out on live TV and have the BLM logo on their trunks or certain talent who could uh, tweet about, you know, uh, pro-abortion views or, and all this stuff. And I was just like, what, dude, what am I? So this is really where my stint with WWE, it's like the spirit started working in me and going, Maybe this isn't for you, yeah. this company isn't for you. So we're going to bide our time here. And that's when I really start praying, Lord, when it's time for the door to close, let the thing shut. And when it did back in November, you know, I, I was at peace about it. You know, we talked about that. But, yeah, I was just told to lay low. Don't tweet for a while. Uh, don't reply to anybody, which, I, you know, I never do that anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's really what they were telling me to do. There's never, hey, we want you to issue an apology because 
dude, I would have said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was the reaction from the office. Yeah. Uh, there comes a time when you've got to stand your ground. You've got to, yeah. you've got to stand for your convictions. And I mean, there, there's one thing about keeping your job and, and being able to provide for your family. But, and then there's one, one, one place where it's like, no, I, I, I got to stand on this. And sure, man. so, yeah. you know, and, and here's the thing. And I know you share this exact same uh, view. Even we're talking about those uh, who are supportive of Black Lives Matter and and all this other stuff, uh, anti-Christian views, atheism, and all this other stuff. Um, I, and I know you do too, you, you fought for that freedom. We support their right to their beliefs and their opinion. Absolutely. We support their right to believe however they want to believe and to live however they want to live, to worship however they want to worship. You know, we uh, as as Christians and spirit filled believers know what the life as a Christian is. So of course we want to share the gospel. We want to tell people about Jesus and tell our testimony and, and share what he's doing in our lives and, and where he brought us from as, as, as drug and, and drunks and all, all this other stuff. And so, yeah, we want to share Jesus, but we're not, we're not going and kicking in doors and, and, and beating people down uh, or, or burning down cities because people don't believe in us or believe right, exactly right. like we do. Yeah, man. No, you're right. And, and we, you and I listened to a little interview right before we jumped on this show today to record. And uh, the, the gentleman said something very cool that I respected is like, hey, as a Marine, this guy fought for our freedom. Now, this doesn't give me, Chad, uh, as a Marine who served four years with Iraq, so on and so forth, the reason to get on Twitter and start just being a complete buffoon about things. Right. But if I speak my mind about whether it be my Christianity, my faith, my country, a president I support, then, yes, it gives me the right to do so because I fought for that freedom. So many others have fought and died for that freedom. So uh, completely agree with what you're saying, dude. And just, uh, man, it's just... Um, I hate it got blown out of proportion so much. I'm hoping today's episode will air some things out. I do believe we're still going to get some, some hate, but I'd like to say this, just be, we mentioned it earlier. Trump wasn't our savior. Right. Joe Biden's not our savior. Joe Biden's not the antichrist. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much nonsense going on out there. What we have to remember, and we spoke about this when we wake up in the morning, we look to the sky and say, Jesus, you're my source. Amen. All these things that are going on right now. I believe God's going to use for the greater good of the kingdom, for a revival, for a great awakening. Me and you talk about this all the time. It's like shaking going on, not only in our spirit, but I believe in the church and I can feel it within those churches who are still preaching, uh, not a prosperity gospel, not a, Hey, let's just feel good about this, but preaching the gospel of heaven and hell of Jesus Christ of the cross and the true gospel, not some watered down Christianity that, that a lot of Christians want to be a part of. And we've seen them walk away since all this stuff's been happening. We've seen right. division in the churches. We've seen division in America uh, because of COVID and all this stuff. People who are going, Oh, I can just do online or hey, I'm not going to go back to church at all. That's, you know, that's, you know, i tell you what, what I was reading the other day, uh, I think Jeremiah Johnson might've said it, that, that, that a revival starts in prayer closet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Starts in prayer closet, brother. Starts with prayer. Start getting on our faces and just crying out to the 
to the, the good Lord Jesus Christ, man. So that's my prayer for all this mess is that people just unite and, and realize that we're, we got, we're all in this together. Amen. Amen. I, I believe that, uh, I believe we've said, I believe we've said everything that needs to be said. Uh, unless you've got anything else, I just, uh, I believe we're good. No, man, I'm looking forward to, uh, just getting back on the road, uh, free, free man soon. Get a chance to get back on the indie scene, do what I love to do. It's passed through my mind. Is it time to retire? Is it time to give it up? And uh, talk to my wife, and she goes, "Just go out and have a good time, man. Just go out and have a good time." You and I've got some opportunities together to to wrestle and then speak at churches, and and the Lord's going to use it, bro. So I'm I'm excited about what's going on. But I'm thankful we got a chance to air this out today, speak on it, and just uh, let people know my views on it. Amen. And also, uh, anybody wants to, uh, wants to contact us for, um, bookings, whether it be wrestling bookings, or, uh, if you would like for us to come speak at a church or conference or, uh, whatever, uh, you know, we're always available. Uh, we're, we're thanking the Lord for the doors that he is opening and, uh, no, we're we're ready to go. I mean, like we we talk about it constantly. The the shaking that's going on in our spirits, and I really believe that the Lord. And I actually had somebody tell me yesterday that uh, that the Lord was about to about to really do some mighty things and and kick some doors down. So you know, praise the Lord. I'm ready for it. Uh, well, I, I believe this nation. Uh, I believe we're in the midst of another great awakening. And, sure. you know, um, just like we've talked about in the book of Acts, we've not been there in, in several weeks. <laughs> uh, the, the biggest theme that we keep going back to through that whole book of Acts is uh, when the church is persecuted, yeah, the gospel spreads, revival yeah. breaks out. And so um, we've seen um, – the church, the body of Christ and Christian views being persecuted the last uh, few years more than in my lifetime. So uh, sure. I, I mm-hmm. truly believe that God's about to do something great. And uh, I'm just praying, Lord, bring it on. Amen. Let's keep praying that bro, for sure. All right, guys, we thank you for listening. We hope this episode has been a blessing to you. We know it's one that a lot of people wanted to hear, so be sure to share it. Let people know about it. If you have questions, thoughts, comments, praise reports, or prayer requests, email us, wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Chad, your personal email for booking information? Yep, Shatter, so S-H-A-T-T-E-R-6682 at gmail.com. Or you hit me up on IG at CWLL underscore Gunner. I take those bookings as well through the messenger. All right, guys. Uh, Also, before we go, I want to encourage you. We've got so much great feedback from last week's episode, uh, the Jason Justice story. Um, If you want to be blessed, go back and listen to last week's episode. And uh, it's just an awesome testimony of of the goodness of God and, and how great he is and how he can transform anybody. Amen, dude. All right, guys. God bless you and have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 